0: This is a sermon I gave 20 years ago. It still bugs me. It was the time I buried a Crawford County rancher whose wife was active in my church, though he was not. When cancer turned up, I visited him, prayed with him. We got along just fine. When he died, some of the family members from another church wanted their preacher in the funeral. It's no problem. We do that all the time. It's preacher's courtesy. But in the little preacher's parlor at the funeral home moments before the service, my colleague started a little chat. Preacher, well, I thought I'd tell you Joe was saved. Me, not getting it. Sure. Him, being sure I get it. I visited him the other day. I asked him if he was sure of his salvation. He said he wasn't me, speechless, but now getting it. What kind of preacher was I letting this poor man almost die unsure of his salvation? Him, continuing. So I told him the plan of salvation, and I led him through the sinner's prayer. Ah, yes, the sinner's prayer. And he accepted Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. So it was, and no thanks to me, that our friend, who, not that it matters, hadn't lifted a finger for any church in probably 50 years, was even as we spoke walking through the gate of heaven. And so I live and learn. But heaven forbid that through any further negligence of mine, any of you should not know how to get to heaven. Take out your pen and paper. I've got directions. According to my map, there are four gates in, any one of which will do. You might try entering from the south, the Lazarus Gate, so-called, because of the story of Lazarus and the rich man in the 16th chapter of Luke. It goes something like this. A rich fellow owned a fine house and wore expensive clothes, purple and fine linen, says the preacher wearing purple and fine linen. A poor man, Lazarus, begged outside his gate. The fancy man stepped over the ragged man, coming and going, leaving not a dime or crumb. When they both died, angels carried Lazarus to heaven, but the other man was carted off to hell. It turns out, from hell he had a view to heaven, thought-provoking staging. The formerly rich man spied Abraham through the window, strolling of a fine spring morning, and now it was his turn to beg. Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus in like manner evil things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Get it? Salvation by affirmative action. Blessings for the poor. Woes for the rich, blessings for the hungry, woes for the full. The last shall be first, the first shall be last. It is written in scripture. So here I am at heaven's threshold, the Lazarus Gate, and it's not what I expected. Think border crossing. Think California, Mexico on a Friday afternoon, quitting time. A beat-up Dodge pulls in on four slick tires. Plastic Virgin Mary on the dash Dice hanging from the mirror Waved on through No questions asked Flames (laughs) Next An ox cart of Rwandan refugees Flies through behind a team Of harnessed angels And then Samba's in a line of babies I step up My turn The agent wants to see my papers. Where did that agent come from? So I present them, and he frowns. He scowls. He stamps. Denied. 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 But where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my sir, I don't give it. But I didn't hear him finish. Hey, fella. Yes, you. It's a suburban pulling back from the next gate over. Four duck hunters are inside. The boys are flustered. We can see ducks flying on the other side, of course, but the suburban wouldn't fit through the gate. Their dog jumped out the window and bounded through. Someone had told them there was another entrance they could try over to the west. Want a lift? They said to me. I nod and climb in the back seat. The big fellow pulls out a cold one from the cooler in the back seat and pops the top and offers it to me. He says, It's hell, ain't it? I take a, take a and draw and think for a second, and I say, nope, can't be. Hell's a dry county. <laughs> <laughs> so we drive on and on, coming at last to a western entrance into heaven. The Samaritan Gate as a sign announces. Here is the scene so famously pictured in Matthew 25. In glory, the Son of Man sits upon his throne. Before him are gathered all the nations. As a shepherd divides sheep from goats, he separates the people. Psalm so welcomes with words of thanks and praise. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When thirsty, you gave me drink. When sick or in prison, you came to me. When naked, you gave me clothes. But the others, he turns away. I was hungry and thirsty and cold, and you passed me by. I was sick and in prison, and you forgot about me. The crowds are taken by surprise. What? Will there be no other discrimination What about religion? But Baptists, Catholics, Jews, and Hindus are directed to the right, and Baptists, Catholics, Jews, and Hindus are herded to the left. Many welcome to the right brought no faith whatsoever having long since abandoned any notion that how they lived would matter in the end. But they were decent even so. These were the ones who would pick up their phone and dial that number on the screen. Or they made a bed for friends whose lives had become unglued. Or they gave some time each week to serve up some soup downtown. They kept employees on the payroll when layoffs would have been the course of least resistance. Could Jesus have made it any plainer that it matters how we live? From day to day, our lives count. Faced with the endless and overwhelming human need that life presents, we must do our part. There is a warning in that, if you will, but assurance too, in knowing that Christ uses such a simple tool to take the measure of the human heart and spirit. Here it doesn't matter how you believe or what you think. It matters only what you do. Salvation comes on the same terms to the Soho artist as to the Navy pilot, to the Southern Methodist as to the Communist Chinese. Seeing the spectacle in front of me, I find myself concerned. My record of compassion could be better. Could be worse. Could be better. I might pass, but I may not. Of my traveling companions, I see two go to the gate and one is sent to the right, I and mean, two are sent to the right, but two to the left. Not taking any chances and hearing of another entrance, I move on. To the north, I find the Francis Gate. Crowds here are not a factor, just a bare trickle of inquirers. An arch bears this carved inscription inscription. If any would come after me, let them deny themselves and follow me. A sculptor is to the side of a young man turning away from Jesus disappointed. This was the one who asked what good deed would gain him life eternal, and Jesus made it easy. Keep the commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. But this boy was proud. Foolishly, he pressed the point. He says, I do all that. What else? Well, fine. If he would be perfect, Sell everything you have and give it to the poor and follow me. And that price was too high, and he turned away. As I said, the line here is short. Mother Teresa is here, of course, and other nuns and monks, including some Tibetan. I did see a boy I knew in Jackson, Mississippi, a very rich boy. He grew up, gave away his fortune, and started a mixed-race Pentecostal church and school right here in Little Rock. I don't belong in this small group. My chances at salvation are wearing thin. Last chance, east. Arriving there, I see masses. Multitudes stream in, dressed out as though for National Cathedral on the Easter Sunday morning. But just as many others arrive in plainclothes and prison garments and soldiers' uniforms, I see that old Crawford County preacher in this throng and the gentleman we had buried. Choirs march in singing. King's choir over here, over there, Philander Smith. Uh Uh-oh, over yonder the Baptists have set up a living Christmas tree. (laughs) How unsearchable his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. What's most astounding is that no one minds. We're all going in together, strange bedfellows, though we are. Precious, snooty Boston Anglo Catholics join arms with fire and brimstone Baptists, footwashers, both. Liberals who don't know theology from commentary on NPR scoot alongside paranoid evangelicals who've been sure the sky was falling for two millennia. Apostles lead the way Peter, John, Paul, and Martha, and all the Marys. But this gate is named for none of these. One precedes them, and the place is named for him, the Thief's Gate. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with two thieves, one on his right hand and one on his left. One derided Jesus, but the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And now, over the arch, I read the Lord's response. Today, you will, you will live with me in paradise. No one minds the door. All the gates are open. All who want in are welcome. My Crawford County colleague's problem was that he didn't see enough of God. His understanding of salvation was far too narrow. There are many ways to enter in. Or, in another way of looking at it, many mansions in the house of God. Scripture knows of not one way, but of many to be saved. Destitution, compassion, self-sacrifice, and faith, as I have named. But these may be only the beginning, for they all begin and end in grace that knows no bounds.